Hackathons, first source technology. You want to learn more? Welcome to this week's show, The Tech Garage. I'm your host, Sean. Today, I sit down and talk to Max from First Source Technology. He, expl he explains more and tells us more about hackathons. Thank you very much, Sean. From the intro, who is Max first and what is the first source technology? All right, so Max is an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one thing for sure. Um, yeah. I've been in entrepreneurship for the last uh, more than 15 years. Wow. I actually started venturing in entrepreneurship when I was 21. Okay. And uh, that was the time when I was still in university at SODC. Um, and um, Max is basically an adventurous person. I, I like to uh, scope out new things and new places, and that is how you know I stumbled. We, I mean, that's how we came up with uh, first source technology. Um, it was also through you know some of the challenges that we tackle in our daily lives, and you know. The lives of entrepreneurs are always, they always start with a challenge. <laughs> a challenge yeah. And you know, you're trying to figure out, okay, what solution to bring in and stuff like that. And that's how we, we came up with the first source technology. It's made up of five people. Okay. Um, very powerful uh, uh, young lady that we have called Matida Ndovu. Mm -hmm. uh, she's based in uh, Berlin. And uh, we've got um, two guys uh, who are in Cape Town. Uh, that's uh, Marcus and um, Zotolo. Uh, and then uh, there is Tami, who is based in Arare, and I. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you for letting tell us your age. 21 years, 15 years. We kind of like different. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what motivated you to come up with First Tech? I know you said there's a challenge or challenges that you wanted to solve. So. Mm -hmm. So it was in um, 2016, I remember, and it was during the time when I was in South Africa, just like every Zimbabwean who <laughs> migrates to South Africa for work. Mm. And um, there was a certain um, uh, problem, I believe, at the time. Uh, it, was, it was something to do with you know, our leisure time and how we spend our leisure time. And, uh, it had to do with uh, the time when we were visiting some of these franchises that sell food you know, these fast food uh, joints. So I will not mention the actual company. So we saw an opportunity. And um, it's an opportunity that we saw as something that would solve the issues round about, you know, the time uh, that people spend, you know, trying to uh, make, their, uh, make their transactions, make their payments, you know, because people are basically they're, they're basically time-bound, you know, there's so many things that, you know, people want to do, especially in these economic times that we're facing. And you don't want to waste so much time doing something like buying food, you know, okay. and there are so many other important things that you want to do, yeah. you know, and food is just along the way. It's, <laughs> it's not the yeah. core thing. Yeah. And so we thought about a solution and we proposed it to uh, this uh, certain enterprise and uh, they didn't take it up. Um, 
well, you know, <laughs> these are some of the bureaucracies that you face or yeah. red tapes that you face. But I'm glad that, you know, they've come up with a system that uh, looks like ours, uh, 2016. Wow. Well, that's good for them. Yeah. So we thought, you know what, let's, guys, I think we, 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 we can basically see the future. Let's take part in, part in it. And uh, let's, let's also contribute in shaping the future through technology. And then First Tech was born. First, first was Tech was born in 2016. Okay. Great. So I see your team is quite diverse. Mm -hmm. So when you're building such a diverse team, uh, how is it important to have the right people so as to create a good networking, um, you know, networking team? So the important thing was uh, the, the minds and the culture and the values. We, we share uh, those. You know, we, we are people from diverse backgrounds, but, you know, when we come in and we, we talk, we found that, you know, we've got shared values and also that, you know, we've got a shared sort of like, you know, a vision or scope into the future. Not the vision that you write, you know, in your company that, you know, mission, to what vision, yes. mission, but, yeah. you know, the vision of you, how you see the future and, you know, how you also take, uh, take into context the, the, the current and also the history where we're coming from. And uh, the beauty of it is that um, uh, four of us are people who grew up in Bluwayo. So we're born and bred in this city, beautiful city, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, <laughs> I attest to that. I totally attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our parents always used to tell us this was like the best city. You know, you, they will say, you know, you're coming from the rural areas and you're coming into Bluwayo. Yeah. The first thing is, you know, the, the breath of air of Bluwayo was different from the rest of the country. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's how we, we, we sort of gelled up. And so it was something that was not really technical in how we came in together to say who's got this skill or who's got that okay. skill. It was something that was natural. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Brings me to my next question. So you decided to form this interesting startup or company. Mm -hmm. And then Bulawayo. You're based in Bulawayo. What challenges or what problems did you face or have you seen that you wanted to solve? which will bring me to the next question, hackathons, because the first time I kind of like sourced you out was when you were doing these hackathons, Emisha hackathons with yeah. the city of Bulawayo. Please tell us more about that. Yeah, so uh, that's a very good question. And it was in 2017 uh, that, you know, two, two of the co-founders, that is Marcus and Tommy, they uh, had a certain experience with the city of Bulawayo. And it was to deal with, I think, um, Marcus was looking for certain records uh, to deal with the symmetry. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's very tough sometimes, you know, trying to find your, your loved ones whom, you know, you want to possibly uh, access to mm -hmm. lay flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. And he had that experience where, you know, it took so long for him to, to be able to, to ID that. And then also, you know, with Tammy, it was to deal with, uh, with, with his uh, plan, his house plan. And so these are daily issues that, you know, your consumers face. Uh, it's not only, I believe, with the city uh, of Blauayo, but I'm sure it's all municipalities. Yes. It's, 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 it's because of uh, the systems that they have. And so that is how we then made that approach. So bridging to your next question, uh, that's how we made that, uh, uh, they made, uh, took that approach to the city of Blauayo. And we asked them, you know, um, how we could participate in, in solving this challenge that was there. 
because we believed that you know you can't just be complaining out there as a crowd we are young people we've got the energy we've got the resources how can we help that was the basic question and you know the beauty of it is that the city of Blawayo was so open wow and you know it's something that we we underestimated we went there and we underestimated this but the city of Blawayo was so open and you know they were with open arms they say this is what we're looking for, for young people who are willing to say, can we also lend a hand? And so that is how the Emisha uh, City Hackathon was born. Okay. And so there were certain uh, uh, service uh, delivery issues that, you know, the city council said, okay, guys, uh, if you're able to tackle A, A, B, C, D. And we said the best way to do it is to come up with, um, bring young people who are not only... <coughs> technically tech people, mm -hmm. uh, your tech geeks, yes. but, you know, uh, people who are problem solvers. And so that is how we came up with a hackathon, which is just a, it's a, it's a, it's a sprint, it's sort of like a sprint event, uh, which really focuses on a certain subject matter. And uh, you get all these group of people who focus on that subject matter. And they've got just three days. Mm -hmm to tackle it so it, it varies according to some 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 they vary it you know but we did it for three days where we brought in all these young people of diverse backgrounds entrepreneurs innovators you know and people who are uh, in business uh, of different disciplines and also the geeks <laughs> so how was the uptake because i saw there's a lot of like media coverage around it and yeah. there's a lot of uptake mm -hmm. question number one how was the uptake from the community, mm -hmm. the tech community, the geeks, you name it, mm -hmm. and afterwards, the ones that won the innovation challenge? Mm -hmm. Did the city council, has the city council taken up those other ideas? Right. So the response was very, um, it was very, uh, it was incredible. I mean, we had interests even coming all the way from Harare. Uh, people wanted to participate, but unfortunately, you know, we couldn't do it remotely. Uh, we needed people to be in one place. So we had people from the University of NAST, I mean from NAST University, yes. sorry, yes. Uh, from uh, Lupana State University. <coughs> and also we had also the community of people from Blawayo who came in and, you know, they were sharing these skills. We had um, 49 um, participants at that event. We had targeted 50, mm -hmm. so we just one short, which okay. is okay. And this was the first one. So it was, it was really, um, and we had, I think at that time we had 5% um, participation from female, which, you know, was disturbing to us, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway, we, the, the, the winning team, uh, they had their solution. But the unfortunate part is that due to the economic conditions, you have these young people uh, draining away into other countries for other opportunities and so the the teams sort of like they disintegrated mm -hmm. but then we we had um, we had a, a, an interaction with the city of Blawayo because they were still open they were still you know willing to say guys let's let's get this going you know there are people who had these prototypes so there's uh, a way in how we have tackled the whole thing uh, hopefully there is a product that uh, probably I'm hoping that by end of this year you will be using that came that came as a result of that hackathon okay. last year right and then this year 
with uh, Victoria Falls. Yes. We had from 5% female participation, it went up to 38% female wow. participation. Wow. We had people from Zishawane, from Chiredzi, uh, from Harare, from Gweru, MSU, uh, from LSU, from NAST. Mm -hmm. And Vic Victoria Falls, because we also wanted to make sure that there was local uh, representation also yes. in the hackathon. It was really brilliant. And we, we also, and by the way, we, we did all these hackathons in partnership with the Frederick Nauman Foundation. They've been really supportive and they've been really an important partner to, to these hackathons. And uh, so um, it happened at Victoria Falls and we had all these young people coming in. It was incredible what went there. And so there were solutions that came up. And remember, we also had, had to, to collaborate with the city of Victoria Falls. They were very open. They were uh, so welcoming that, you know, young people are also trying to participate in solving the issues of their city. Okay. Interesting you say that you've got, like, uh, the city of Bulawayo, which is mm -hmm. open-minded. And mm -hmm. as you such alluded, the city of, of Victoria, Victoria Falls. Mm -hmm. What is your view or take on the government to try and help and prepare the next generation for the fourth industrial revolution? What can they do so that we can also, you know, people from Zimbabwe can also compete, or not exactly compete, to be part of the fourth industrial revolution? So the one thing is government needs to, uh, right now there's, there's, there's a high unemployment rate in Zimbabwe. The guarantee that you have is that there will be a churning out of young students coming out of universities, out of mm -hmm. colleges, out of all these institutions of training. They are skilled. The issue that is there now is how can we make sure that innovation is an important aspect that government drives? So it has to be driven by policy. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the other thing is that young people need to be considered as the future they need to be provided those opportunities where they take charge of the future that is there. We need the elderly to guide us. That is no, without a doubt. Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, uh, your processes, uh, things like that, you know, time is, times are changing. The world out there is not waiting for Zimbabwe <laughs> to get right. Yeah. And that is why these people who've got the energy, who've got the drive, who've got the skills, who are, who, who can, adventure, give them the opportunity, give them the platform. And that is why the government, I was in, uh, in Germany, and in Germany there's the, uh, a certain um, uh, district of Germany where the government has actually now come up with a ministry which deals with innovation. They put innovation, they put technology, they put energy into one cluster. Okay, wow. And they have developed an ecosystem which they understand that without this ecosystem, Nothing can work, and that is another important thing, that government needs to understand the ecosystem that will be relevant for driving uh, Zimbabwe's future. And in that ecosystem, they put the universities, the technical uh, colleges, and then they put also the research institutions. And they knew that these are things that will feed into the larger uh, part of the ecosystem, which wow. is your businesses, which is also government, because also as government, they are looking into these wow. first institutions to provide them with policy guidance, with, with issues of, you know, what's happening in the future. That's Interesting.
Very interesting. With that being said, uh, having said that, is Bulawayo or Zimbabwe conducive to make it a tech hub city? And we be like maybe Nairobi or Lagos? <laughs> That's very interesting. <laughs> I think, you know, um, it's, 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 it's right to, to sort of like look towards a certain direction of, you know, branding ourselves yeah. as this and that. Yeah. But I think more importantly is Blawayo needs to ask itself that, you know, what, is, what are our competitive advantages in terms of resource-wise? How are we uniquely positioned as a city comparatively with other cities or even with our neighboring countries? Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you something, when it comes to you making yourself at a tech hub, there are two important things that need to be there. You need to have energy, reliable energy resource, and that is electricity, 24-7. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, you need to have fast, accessible and cheap internet broadband. And if that is not available, for you to turn yourself into a tech hub, I wonder how, what tech will you be developing? Because if you're saying you're going to be a tech hub, I'm sure you're supposed to be 24-7. You have to make sure that you've got an uptime of 24-7, 24-7 uptime. Mm. But when you look at the city of Blawayo, there's one thing that is unique about us. It is our railway network connection how we are connected to so many countries through our rail system. I was in a, um, a certain district of Hong Kong. It has similar, similar profiles to Wiplawaya. Mm -hmm. It was a former industrial place where there was so much industry happening there. And then, you know, mainland started picking up industry, yes. you know, in the 90s, getting into the 2000s. And that city died because all the factories moved to mainland. And then you had a problem where there was all this infrastructure that was just like Blawayo, nothing there happening. But guess what? Because of, you know, the logistics position of that city, they took advantage of it. And it has become a logistics center. All those places, you've got so much activity that is happening around that place just because of its logistics positioning. So it's a matter of us ask, asking, what is the unique position about Blawaya? What are the unique resources that Blawaya has that it can take advantage of? That's quite interesting what you've just said because uh, when business leaders and city fathers say, no, we want to bring back the industries and like what you say, um, what is unique about us looking in the future, what can we do? And that's a question I'd like to pose to the business leaders and the <laughs> listeners out there. Um, my other question is, uh, moving forward, I've noticed that when it comes to the tech scene, there's a lot of collaboration going around. Uh, who have you collaborated with to make like the hackathons be a success and first tech source? All right. So we, we, as I said, you know, one of our important working partners is Frederick Norman Foundation. We collaborate a lot with the tech village. Mm -hmm. I, um, I hope, I'm sure you, you've heard about yes. them. So those are the people that we are collaborating with uh, mainly. Um, but uh, we do also collaborate with a number of other smaller, smaller businesses that, you know, I, I'm not 
privy to mention right That's now, fine. but we believe in collaboration. And it's a very important point that you've, uh, you've mentioned that, you know, in Zimbabwe, we've sort of like operated almost like silo system mm -hmm. in, in all sorts of sectors. You find that, you know, we, we like the silo kind of mentality, yeah. but it's not helping. Um, collaboration is the future. It's happening right now. It actually saves also sometimes in terms of you expediting your growth and your expansion or wherever you want to go. And I believe that important question that you've asked is a very important question that you have to also pose to business people. Are we collaborating? Because how we are going to grow into the future or even to leapfrog, that popular word leapfrog, mm -hmm. you need collaboration for you to be able to achieve that at a faster rate. Otherwise, the resources that you use right now, which possibly a guy in Zishawan has already used, has, has already got an expertise in it, why don't, why don't you collaborate with the guy who's in Zishawan and you focus your, your few resources on something else that is unique? So that is how collaboration helps also, in that you know, it gets the job done faster and efficiently and at a, at a cheaper cost also. Interesting. And I've been following up on you. It seems like you guys from First Source Technology are more interested in gaining knowledge from outside and bringing it back and trying to implement it back home. What is your vision moving forward when it comes to that? Because you seem to get all these beautiful ideas and you try your best to tinker around, make them fit into the local scene. So the one thing that uh, I remember, it's a, it's a very common um, uh, saying that uh, certain prominent person here in, in, from Zimbabwe uh, normally used to deliver even in his seminars that, you know, the challenge that we have also in Africa is that people do a copy and paste, uh, which means that, you know, some of the things that we copy and try and paste them here, they will not apply. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what we do is we learn. So these are all learnings from outside. But then when we come into our country, we first of all take into context our environment, because it can be, have certain unique elements compared to the outside. So we try as much as possible to say, okay, we've got these learnings from outside, but right now we are in Zimbabwe. What are the needs that are there? You know, what are the challenges that are there? And we try and empathize with the, with the environment, with the context, uh, with the consumers also that we are serving to make sure that the solutions that we come up with are the right fit. Because the worst thing is for you to bring a product or a service into Zimbabwe that does not fit with the daily needs of a Zimbabwean. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that we do as First Source. Interesting. Moving forward, where do you see First Source in like five years? I see First Source as um, an organization that will be, uh, that will work with a lot of uh, partners in the tech scene you know, or even in the business ecosystem. We like to make sure that, you know, we are there as, as problem solvers, as people also participate in making sure that the future of Zimbabwe becomes better and brighter. And also I see uh, First Source Technology also working closely with, uh, with, with our authorities, whether they be government, uh, whether they be municipalities. That is why we are working closely, trying to work closely with so many municipalities. It is all in an effort also to uh, you know, bring that knowledge and share also, uh, you know, between us and them and trying to come up with solutions to the challenges that we, we find.
that we are also going to face in the future. And so that is where we see first source technology and being a place where, you know, people like you, uh, the people from media, from everywhere, from all, uh, you know, um, uh, disciplines, you know, coming together and having these conversations and trying to find how can we make our country better instead of, you know, uh, just, you know, feeling like we can't be part and parcel of the solution and shying away from the challenges that we face. Interesting. Yeah. So are you open? So let's say if someone out there sees this and wants to collaborate and reach out to you, where can we find you? Brilliant. Um, we are really open. Uh, they can find us on um, uh, whether, you know, from our website at www.firstsourcetechnology.africa. Uh, um, they can also find us on our Twitter handles, on Facebook. Physically, we are currently at, um, at the Oasis, that's in Belmont. Uh, but we should be migrating our operations to, um, to another office park. Um, uh, hopefully in the month of October, we'll keep everybody posted about that. Mm. But yeah, please feel free, communicate with us on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, talk to us. We are really open to working. Um, I'm trying, I, I'm actually uh, doing some work with, uh, with, with some other guys in North Africa, collaborating with them. And um, yeah, that's, 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 that's how open we are. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Sean. Okay. So, like First Source Tech says, they are trying to find local solutions for local problems using local people. That's it for this week. See you in the next one. Thank you.